welcome to episode 57 of Book Off Banter. This week we're going to answer a few questions that we've had for a while and I thought I would also touch on my news this week is um, I've got a new pony, a dealing pony in, um, who is a swap for a pony that I bought quite a long time ago. And I just sort of, I'll be honest with you, like I've learned a lot throughout this process and I just thought I'd give you maybe some definitely what not to do's and maybe a few what to do's and just in in case it might help anybody avoid like what I've been through. So I got a pony, oh God, a good few months ago now, wasn't it? It was like, what, three months ago, I think maybe. Um, More maybe even. Yeah, it, it's been a good while. Um, got it from a dealer. Um, it was my fault a little bit because I just thought this one's already ridden. I generally would buy them unbroken or just like sat on, but I didn't really want one for over the winter. So I thought I'll buy one that, you know, has already kind of basically done stuff. And then I can just like do a little bit more with it and polish it up and saw loads and loads of videos of it ridden looked absolutely sweet and in an ideal world you wouldn't buy anything unseen but equally like that's fine if I'm buying them for myself maybe but it's not always going to be possible when I'm buying them to try and produce them especially when like a lot of them have come from Ireland this one didn't but anyway so saw all these videos asked all the questions which was a good thing because I had everything in writing like I'd asked you know, does it have any vices? Is it quiet? Has it seen traffic? Does it have any lumps or bumps? Does it have any sockets? All those things, like, I've learned to cover my back that way. And the crack was that if I didn't like the pony, I could swap it for a different one. So I'd seen all these videos, asked all these questions, and kind of thought, like, yeah, it's it's worth a good, it's worth a go. Anyway, this pony came, it got off the lorry, and this is why, so it's never even gone on my page which I've done a couple of times, I'll, I'll be honest, because if they're not going to be something that I'm happy to put my name on, then they're never going to go on the page. Like if, if they are being sold from me, I want someone to 110% know that I'm like happy with that pony. And I knew that this pony wasn't going to be that. Like it was, wasn't a bad pony, but it was a very, very nervous pony. And it wasn't really ever going to be a kid's ride. And it was smaller than they'd said as well. So it was going to be a kid's height pony that was so far off a kid's ride. And also the fact that it fucking took us 10 years and a lasso to catch the bloody thing. Anyway, so then we got into the swapping situation. So for me, I messaged them straight away and said, look, this isn't what you said it was going to be. They said it needed a bit of time to settle. I totally was fine with that. Gave it a bit of time to settle, did all that. I continually messaged her throughout saying like, it's really not improving. It's very, very nervous of people. Then I I got it in. I worked on with it for a bit. Didn't really improve. I tried to get on it. It was you know, when their backs are like fucking solid in like terror of like, there's someone sitting on my back and I don't think they're supposed to be doing that. Like, I don't know how they got fucking, like, I swear to God, the only way I think they can have got those videos was to ACP the fucker because like, I don't know how. And I'm not saying that because like, I think I could write anything. It's absolutely not about that. It's 
this thing did not want to fucking ride on its back. Anyway, Krista knows all this because Krista's had many a, a message from me like, fucking hell. <laughs> so, yeah, I've gone back and forwards and eventually like months down the line, we have managed to swap it for something which is not, I'll be honest, it's its not what I was looking for really. And it's not what it should, I should have ended up with. But at this point, like it's a really, really sweet pony. I think it's had a bit of a hard time. And, but it's not kind of held it against people. It's just a bit like, ooh, you seem to be feeding me. That's quite novel and nice of you. Um, so I've called it Truffle. I hadn't even put a head collar on it because I thought I'm just going to let it settle in. Today, the vet came because obviously it arrived unmicrochipped, unpassported, standard. Um, vet came today and I felt a bit sorry for it because I was like, the first basically time I'm handling it, we're going to put a microchip in her neck. But she took it all in fairly good spirits. So that was quite good of her. But anyway, just some of the things that I did, which like I've spoken to a couple of people and they were like, that was quite good. And I think that helped you get your money back in the end was obviously having everything in writing. They wanted to ring me a few times. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, we're going to do this on Messenger or email or whatever. So I've got it in writing. Um, At one point, they tried to, like, have a screaming abdab, like, intimidate me. And I just sent them a message saying, I'm absolutely fine if you want to continue, like, with threatening phone calls. Like, I'm going to just record them. But it doesn't phase me in the slightest. Like, feel free to carry on in that vein. But I will still be pursuing this um and then the other thing I did I knew that what they were going to try and do because they all do it don't they is they were going to try and say well I'll part exit you're going to have to give us more money so I said that's absolutely not how this is going to go because you don't deserve more money you've not done anything to earn my trust so you're not going to have more of my money so I got friends to message before I ever messaged and got a price on every pony they advertised so that when I would ask the price of the pony and they would tell me two grand more than they just told someone else, I could say to them, well, that's not what you've told this person. And I've got a screenshot of that. Good. So that's my lesson with the dealer. Well, like, to be fair, like, that was pretty fucking bad. I mean, like, there's lots of dodgy dealing stories out there, but that was... That was fairly extreme, like, to be fair. You know, like, there's lots of excellent dealers out there who who this kind of story just drives them wrong because they're reputable and honourable. And it's it's always the 1% that ruin it for the 99%. And that's the way it is with dealers. That's why people are always like, oh, it's a dealer. But, like, most of them are actually really hardworking, honest, straightforward people because they don't want horses coming back to them. They don't want a bad reputation yeah um and then the other side of that is people who are pure cowboy and just don't give a fuck and they don't worry about the reputation they're not concerned um that rope runs out right enough but it's a horrible thing to have gone through and also even as horrible as it is for you and i'm not trying to make light of that the poor fucking horses though do you know what i mean like it's awful that they are being sold as well because ultimately they pay the price for it yeah. as much or if not more than you do like my friend took it back and she said it was like one of the saddest places she's ever had to go so um, crap isn't it yeah and you do just think like it's it is it's awful for the horses because 
they're not being given a chance. Like this one that we've got, like I'm going to just start her again as if she's never been broken. Because yeah, she's but be, she'll, be, seen, she'll be fine though. Yeah, she'll be I've fine. She'll seen, be so grateful. Like, and written videos of her, but after what happened with the last one, I'm like, let's just pretend you've not been ridden before. No, I've been I, ridden. Yeah. yeah. I know she'll be fine though. She will be fine. Like you can see by her, she's, she doesn't have that, you know, electrically sideways neurotic psycho killer look about her yeah um, she'll be fine nice. and she'll be so grateful she's going to be so grateful that she's landed somewhere nice she um, is she's really yeah. I quite like her you know when you just get a good feeling about a horse like yeah she yeah. makes me really giggle like today I gave her a polo and she was really kind of puzzled by this like she, she's this? almost yeah. she always looks a bit kind of bemused when I keep feeding her like more food for yeah. me like this is really nice so anyway, I'd given her like a carrot and she was a bit like weird, but okay. But then when I gave her a polo, she was like, what kind of like trickery is this? And at first she was like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do it. And eventually she was like, do you know what? Food's food and you never know when your next meal's coming. So I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so she, she ate the polo, but the look on her face was so fucking comical because she was like... Aww. You could almost see her like, it's spicy. Like, why has she done this like to it. me? But, Do I like it? So, yeah, I, I quite like it. She's she's a good egg. I'll not be saying that if she books me off tomorrow, but um, no, actually, she's not going to get ridden for a good while. She's going to put some fettle on. Yeah, like, th- those those ones don't tend to be bucky. Do you know what I mean? Like, as I was saying to you before, they tend to be more like a, a, a obstinate. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry, just to, if people haven't seen, don't know, um, it's, it's a little black and white cob. Type. very shaggy isn't it very like this of irish native irish yeah. what we call them batties over here um they generally are are fairly civil beings um this and is i've good. had quite a lot of experience of them um but they can be obstinate just really stubborn and they will die on that cross so like <laughs> there's net like you won't necessarily get temper or bad reaction or anything like that but they yeah. will just grow roots and be like get fucked so yeah. um it's easy just to kind of go around them but they're pretty amenable like we used to send as i said we used to send a lorry out every week the first job i worked we used to sell a lorry send a lorry to the uk with nine of them every friday and they used to go into like riding schools and stuff and they were broken and riding in civil animals to begin with we weren't yeah. like you know perpetrating the <laughs> cowboy lifestyle but um but they all worked out really well because they were just like oh do this thing that's great no one gave them any crap they gave no one any crap and she looks I mean, like, looks can be deceptive, obviously, but she looks like that sort. She's just going to be happy for a straightforward life that she understands. Yeah. And she's very cute. Like, she's very cute. She is, yeah. So I, I, I do quite like her. Even the vet was kind of like, oh, I think she'll I think she'll really turn around. I think she'll be nice. Yeah, she will. And you'll have to start riding the nose-coloured cob classes now, the hairy oh. feathery ones. Well, already, like, two people are like, oh, can we keep her? I'm like, No. Like no. my sister is desperate for me to keep her because that's my sister's like dream pony. Oh and so often when she comes up, she'll be like, what can I ride? And it's hard. Like when I've only got money and pan in work. <laughs> a J2 unit or a kangaroo. Super. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's like, mm, I'm okay. I'm good for that. I'll walk or I'll ride a bike. So she's like, oh, can we keep her? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Could be a match made in heaven. Yeah. Could be a match made in heaven. So basically, that was my little tale of woe. 
And other than that, my only news is that we have all been so, well, actually, no, me and Seb have been ill. <sighs> Seb has been so fucking ill, so ill, poor little thing. So basically, that's my news. I have no news. My news is no news. Well, that was quite a lot of news. <laughs> a, 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 quite an uppy down time going on there between basically uh, taking on crooks and gangsters and <laughs> trying to nurse your sick child back to health when inevitably you're sick yourself because that's how it always goes when you're a mother yeah yeah we, we've had sickness too different kind of sickness um but we've we've had that too we had i i don't really know if it was a bug or whether the child ate something i don't really know but um charlie couldn't eat any solid food until he was about four mm-hmm. and he had terrible reflux as well and so i became like this Jackie Chan ninja puke yeah. catcher I seriously I could catch any volume of puke from any angle at any time of the day or night without any warning and any receptacle I had to hand I was like literally like my life skill so yeah that he woke up there one night during the week and normally he's pretty quick because he's obviously very experienced puker yeah. yeah but it caught him totally by surprise and also me and all of his bedding and mm. the husband s- slept through it he even slept through me turning the light on in our bedroom to go to the linen closet to get new sheets. Like, and this is the man who's like, I can never sleep. Everything keeps me awake. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. joking. <laughs> so that's it's fine. And then a couple of nights ago, he starts giving it, oh, I don't feel very well. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. Definitely. Pony uh, news, you went to a show, didn't you? I've been to a few shows, actually, since our last, uh, I'm trying to, trying to get going. I, um, I was having a lot of problems during the year going to jumping shows like dressage I couldn't give two shits about it so it's never been an issue for me yeah but um look it's a whole big long complicated psychological drama that I'm not getting into but basically I started having really quite significant panic attacks and things when I was going to jumping shows and really struggling with mindset and mentality and management and all of those um important things and I just I had a complete cathartic very cathartic and useful but nonetheless exhausting like just complete breakdown with the whole fucking thing about two weeks ago and I just thought I haven't anymore I can't do this anymore I haven't got the energy for this shit and I just can't care about this stuff anymore like why am I caring about this so much it's just fucking go to the show jump the jump it doesn't matter if the horse pisses off with you it doesn't matter what bride lets in it doesn't it just just stuff I just yeah I ran myself aground it was really good because then I entered a show and I went to the fucking show and I went over all the jumps and it was by no means my finest hour don't get me wrong the horse just had a great time and I, I made one horrendous mistake that I've I don't think I've made a mistake that's significant in front of a fence in I don't know a long time and I was like oh fuck like we're gonna die and the horse is like don't worry and she jumped and she was grand um so it was really really good um what bridal did she uh, end oh, up oh fucking hell <laughs> this is I just don't I still don't know all right yeah okay. I'm just going to, I'm not going to go down it. So basically, you know, I put her in the leather snaffle. Yeah. And that she'd never been as good in anything before. And I was like, fine, but they won't, I can't do dressage in that. But anyway, yeah, I took her and I put her in the Barris combination. Yeah. And she was okay, but she was still like pissing off with me on the turns and stuff. And then I put her into the leather bit and I had more control, but I don't think she jumped as well. In the middle of all of that, um, just the day after that, actually, it was my birthday and we went out like real human beings we got dressed in like civilian clothing and we went <laughs> to a rest a really yeah we went to a really fancy restaurant and it was it was lovely because obviously with covid and everything's first time we've actually been out in 
two years. Yeah. And um, I got home and um, at one o'clock in the morning, so I got home at like 11 o'clock or whatever. And then like at one o'clock in the morning, I heard the most fucking God almighty bang outside. And you know, sometimes there's just those, there's a certain type of acoustic where you're already running before you've yeah. actually fully woken up and gone, that's bad. Yeah. I got outside and Bear had got herself cast. And when I say she got herself cast, I mean like ridiculous. So I was like, she can, she's very timid and she's actually quite nervous about other people. So I was like, I didn't know what to do, whether to go and get Niall. Yeah. And I did, if I brought him in, was that going to make it worse? Because she was upside yeah, was down she and get vulnerable. Thrashy? Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just see what I can do. So I went and I got the, I got a lunge line and I managed to get it on the underneath hind. And I could pull her to about halfway. If she'd been kind of compassmentous and wriggled a bit, she could have, yeah, she could have got out of dodge. But she literally was like, I think she was so panicked. She, she completely froze and she just became like almost comatose. Like she was just not in. Yeah. And then she kind of started, her breathing got really labored and really shallow. Like, I think she was just having a full on internal panic. Yeah. I've never seen a horse do that before when it was cast. And I know that she only was just cast because I heard the bang. And when I came yeah. out, all the cattle were running around the shed and all the other horses were like, what's going on? So it's not that she'd been down for she's hours. Stuck. She's stuck. She's <laughs> stuck. <Yeah. laughs> it's Dolores, help. And then, so I, I kind of, she just wouldn't help herself. She was just literally like she was not in. And then all of a sudden she came back to reality and she lost her fucking marbles. Thankfully, my stables are timber because if she had kicked walls yes. like that and they had been they'd been break she, she'd definitely have really hurt herself so she jumped up she's she made a bit did a bit of damage to the stable but again that's fine because it's just yeah. wood um but i was like right really like really like what what great and again my husband slept that's through the true. whole thing it sounded like baghdad was happening <laughs> outside and he slept on through and the reason why this is funny is because when we were going out together, I had this like apartment in a yard where I was renting and I had a pet fish called Derek, who was the predecessor to Gerald. Yeah. And Derek, he said that Derek used to keep him awake at night because Derek would be rooting through his stones at night. And that used to keep my husband awake. So I'm like, so my fucking goldfish kept you awake at night, but you slept through a horse basically kicking out the back wall of a stable and a child projectile vomiting it's life away mm, in the fucking very convenient i don't that i don't get it the fish got a bad rap i think that was unnecessary yeah. poor little fish Belle used to get cast all the time but she was so funny with it she would literally just lie on her back legs in the air calm as you like just kind of look at you when you came in like any chance of just giving me a quick pull and then you'd sort of pull and she'd be like up i get yeah couldn't have cared less some of them are like that though aren't they some of them are really sensible and they're just like i'm stuck yeah and so yeah so then i had entered her for um the horse for ireland development league show last sunday just gone and it was in a venue i haven't been to before in the west of ireland um and that was just hilarious because the girl who was organizing the show said to me you need to go by the main roads It'll take you a bit longer, but you need to go by the main roads. And she goes, no, we have a haulage business. Obviously, we fucking know everything about the roads in Ireland. No, no, that wouldn't do us. <laughs> so I went a different way. And it was fine until the last, the last town, the last bit of civilization. It took, took me off cross country then. Fuck my fucking life. Jesus. 
we went round a mountain, like like Heidi of the mountain. Like I don't mean we went round a mountain on a motorway. I mean we went round the mountain on a one lane, one vehicle width lane. Yeah. Slash cart track. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was driving around this bloody massive lake lock thing. And then there was just I had to stop to let a sheep cross the road, and it was just wilderness, wilderness. Um, luckily, I'm not a panicky driver. And so I just figured I'd keep going and listening to my audiobook until I found overhead power lines again and people with cars or whatever. And it was fine. I'd given myself enough time so it wasn't a disaster. But I was like, fuck that. I'm going home by the main road. It was it was insane. I spent 40 minutes in second gear avoiding sheep and lakes. It was it reminds me of a time where crazy when I had just started doing BS and we were going to pick a horse up. And so I decided that I'd take Belinda and I would go jumping like on the way. So in an area that I'd never been before, obviously, because I was really new to it all. I took the secretary's postcode Uh as the show postcode. I mean, fuck me, we could have ended up anywhere. But anyway, we started, it was in the Lake District and we were going down these like exactly like you, one, barely big enough for a seven and a half turn, like, you know, scratching the hell out of paintwork, but you were on a single track and so there was nowhere to turn and we just kept going and going and just getting more and more into like the wilderness and eventually took us fucking forever, pulled up at this person's house. Nobody had a clue why we had a horse box there. Then Ben had to try and find somewhere to turn it around. We went all the way back. Some, the secretary like was like, no, you've gone to my house. You need to be at the show went all the way there I don't know how I've got the balls actually now I tell this story got to the show and I said to Ben oh it's on grass I didn't know it was on grass we (laughs) haven't got studs oh my god and Belle's really unpredictable on grass anyway even when she's wearing studs so I said uh, I don't think I fancy that you should go home yeah, but yeah, not doing it. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, you should have divorced. When I think about that, you should have fucking divorced me there and then, shouldn't he? Like, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, "You are jumping that class." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got to the show. Um. Eventually, and then I see. I knew I was in bother because the day before, I had dared to ask Bear to do some length and strides because it's medium trot in the novice test, and her brain just fucking fell out to the extent that I had to go and take her for a hack to calm her shit down like she can be very hot she can be hot but sometimes when you challenge her she can you just can't you know what I mean she's just she just she has set her limit in her head and that's it and um she scraped just about and like she's like Lena Moore was I just literally got on and walked around and went straight and did the first test yeah like I kind of knew anyway that that was going to have to be the way and she's I was so gutted. I was so fucking gutted. So there was like however many horses in the class. And so when they were doing the results, like I, I didn't know how she was going to score because she just about kept a lid on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how she was going to score. And like, I got up there and like, they had her score up and she was like miles in the lead. And I was like, yes. And then there was only one more score to go up. And the fucking thing bet me by 1%. Uh. And I would have like got like, prize money and a sash and a (gasps) yes I fucking would have got a sash so anyway I knew there was no chance in the novice anyway because there's a couple of very good horses in it and I also knew that she was going to be an absolute wanker after us for first medium trot which she was I just was a damage limitation exercise after that And, and again it's a horse doing horse things I don't take it personally 
it's just i driven to basically America <laughs> for you to have a fanny fit in someone else's San Marina. Yeah. You know, you could have just done that for fucking free at home. Um, <laughs> that's such a good way just, to think of it. <laughs> just seriously, I was just like, I could have just stayed out. And there was a show in my, in my, our, our, my, my region's like massive, but there's not many shows in it. And there was a show in my region 10 minutes from my house the same day. Oh. And that morning on the way to this fucking American adventure, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I bet you, I love. I would have had so much more crack if I'd entered my two four-year-olds in the local t- local show and yeah. gone. I'd have been finished by lunchtime. I could have been sat on my arse eating fucking pavlova for the afternoon, having had the best crack on my two baby horses. But no, no, no. I have to put myself in the best company and go to the fancy <laughs> show. Jesus but still, Christ. second at the fancy show is a good thing. Yeah. Well. I've decided her dressage career is over because there's only just, you know what I mean? There's only so much that shit I can deal with. I like, yeah. again, it's not personal. It's just a horse doing horse stuff. But, you know, when you go show jumping, no one, if your horse that's like it has anthrax, no one cares as long as it at least pulls up. Yeah. You know, they're, they're really very disinterested in how, it, how you get it done. They don't care. Whereas in dressage, you're paying someone to criticize how you're getting it done. Sorry. Um, constructively comment on how you're getting it done not criticize so molly i clipped i i should have written about it yesterday i just couldn't face it i just couldn't fucking face open bonnet insert b i just couldn't i was like you know go out in the field just fuck off out the field. i just i need some time to recover from this and i clipped the two four-year-olds and i'm going to take molly to the next qualifier for the four-year-olds oh, and uh, i just molly's such a good hope that that is less humiliating and disastrous so that's my news i've to stop talking now sorry i've been gone off rages no no that's okay that's good um um i think you've underplayed your second place at a fancy show and you were so fucking close to getting a sash if you'd got a sash how excited would we have fucking been you, you'd have had to let I me know. borrow it just oh i would have shared it. i'm not selfish <laughs> i would have shared it around i would have shared it around um yeah so i just i got some nice pictures of it amazingly um but yeah I just it's very hard to ride I, I don't enjoy riding hot horses I don't like always having to be the diplomat because I've had to yeah. do that for so much of my life you know trying to kind of support what works and avoid what doesn't and just be really like every dressage test I rode for the first 15 years of my attempting to do stupid shit in a rectangle it was like tactfully ridden diplomatic right I, mean, I don't want to be tactful I want to be able to kick it and have it go that's fine let's do the thing not become a one-man jato unit you know yeah um and i was quite encouraged the last time by molly because she fell asleep in the warm-up arena for me yeah. that's winning isn't it that's great so let's hope for more of that let's hope that's all we can do okay so um we've got a few questions yeah this this message i just thought was interesting it was from Tamsin Holland and she said I'd love to hear about any idiosyncrasies you have when riding for example I hate canter poles they terrify me but ask me to canter to a jump and I'm good to go I love canter poles so I can't relate to that at all jump do you have any like random quirks (laughs) canter poles I tend to think that it would be easy like I'm one long random quirk really Mm -hmm. um do you want me to go first and you I can think because I've course. had a chance to think. Yeah, because I'm I will, because I'm yeah, because I'm yeah. sure I do. Go on ahead. Because I had a good think and it it like it, they weren't kind of it didn't come to me straight away. 
So one of the things I absolutely despised, and it's funny, when I wrote all these down, I basically realised all the things that I hated are things that are very show jumper and that Carla is obsessed with. And she's basically just worn me down because now I don't even notice them. I really didn't like how, you know, show jumpers, they'll put, I don't know if Aventus do it as well, actually, they'll put a pole either side. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I didn't tram, like that. Like tram lines? Yes, I didn't like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, no, I do that all the time. Yeah, I'm all about tram lines, V-poles, the whole, whole lot, yeah. So for me, I didn't mind the pole on the takeoff side, but I didn't want it on the landing side. Because it made oh, hang the on. Do you mean look wider. Do you mean like, do you mean like like a ground line straight no oh, a ground line on landing exactly. oh no i hate those i'm always frightened that the horse will stand i want to break its leg yeah and again i'm the same as you on the takeoff all day long but i never use one landing i can't yeah. i'm too frightened of them so carla that's standard you will never jump a fence with her without pulls outside so i wonder what you do with a horse like like bear though who just lands and goes woohoo and will kill itself with a pole on the ground on the far side. Maybe it needs more poles on the ground on the far side. But it's it's not like, it's not a pole, it's not like a stride away. Look, is it a four yard pole? Like three and a half, four yards? No. So it's a landing. Like, I'm explaining this like the- really shitty, aren't I? Basically, it's- No, you're not. I'm it's already- a ground line, but so that you could jump it either way. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, I don't mind that. No, I don't mind that. No, I don't like that. Well, I don't mind it now. But it, for me, it made the fence look bigger. I often don't use ground line at all, which is like, actually, oh, I do have, see, I do, when I'm doing grid work and stuff like that, um, if I'm jumping like fences, down, like, yeah, even then, yeah, I quite often don't use ground poles at all, which will freak out fucking everybody. I just think, I, I just think it makes my eye a bit better, which is laughable given the carry on of me last week. But um, in a grid, yeah, I almost never use ground pole on an ox. I think it makes the horse a bit sharper. They have to pay a bit more attention. So, I hate that, but like I say, I'm kind of got over it now. Um, I really didn't like oxes. They still wouldn't, I'd rather jump in a vertical than an oxer, but I really didn't like any sort of fence in the warm-up. If I could go in just having jumped like an 80, that would be good for me. And also, I really didn't like once she started to put things on the fence. So like these, didn't like those. You know that thing where they do it on top of an oxer? They'll put a diagonal pole on the top oh, yeah. of an oxer. Ping, ping, yeah. Like, honestly, the first time she did that, I could feel, like, sweat trickling down my <laughs> forehead. And I think I rode at that fence. Like, I, I reckon people have ridden to Beaches Brook with less commitment. <laughs> well, good for you. At least you got on with it. Well, it was sheer terror. It was like, let's gallop. Obviously I'd defeating hope. any point of the poles on the top of the fence to make the horse be careful <laughs> because I I hunted it to the fence. Yeah. So they would be my little like things that I, you know, even if that fence was like 80, but it had those poles on the top, I'd have been like. <laughs> um, I don't mind diagonals. I don't mind. Sometimes you used to use like on oxes anyway. Um, we used to put V poles on the back rail, underneath front rail, onto the back rail. Oh, she does all that shit. Scares the yeah, fuck yeah. out of me. I've, I'm no, just used to it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's great. It's really good. Like, because it does make the horses think and look and pay attention. But um, yeah, I don't mind any of that. I don't like using the outside track at schooling at home. I always sit on the three quarter line as much as I can, mainly because I 
don't want to ruin my outside track of my sandarina from absolutely having waited my entire life to have a decent surface I'm like <laughs> I've just got a harrow for my arena actually I've saved up enough pennies to pay for it Yay! unless all the few bits and bobs of tack and things as well just to bridge the gap and uh, very excited for my new proper purpose so are you going to be allowed to ride on the track now or still no maybe I don't know probably won't <laughs> uh yeah so I'm very excited about having like a proper like actually purpose-built thing to yeah. look after my lovely arena uh yeah I don't use the outside track very much pants poles all the time every day cavaletti just I do all of that what, uh, what do I not like um I don't like those fucking pole exercise like counterpoles all day long those poxy trot pole exercises sorry i'm completely destroying a massive uh, section of uh, of coaching here now with those pole work clinics where they have like billions of poles everywhere yeah. going all bloody do- just note that three trot poles is enough and preferably at the start of a grid i just i do use trot poles i have one exercise that i love which is three trot poles on one side of the arena and then two counter poles on the side on like four di- four four, uh, four strides and they have to trot long and low over the over the trot poles, then pick up canter, then do the canter distance, then come back to trot. I like that exercise because it puts in loads of transitions. You have to work really hard on your, you know, your rhythm, your pace, thinking ahead, being quick on your on your aids and getting the horse to really relax and listen to you. So I like things like that. But a sea of trot poles to me, just absolutely no fucking way. Yeah, I think it's I'm too, like how you. are the horse is not so confused? And do you know what else that like on the same vein? I'm probably going to, like, obviously piss off a million people here, but you know when I see, like, mammothly right? long grids? Yeah, no. Like, pull, bounce, pull, pull, cross, pull, pull, vertical, pull, pull, oxid, pull. Like, my thought is, I, I don't know how much the horse is actually learning. I think it's having its job almost done for it. Excuse Two, me. I think if you are not absolutely bang on, like for that particular horse for what it needs you're potentially teaching it to be too forward or too backwards because yeah I agree I really agree with that and I had that experience earlier this year with giving a horse too much to do in a grid yeah and its brain just fucking fell out and I think three yeah you could really punish a horse like if it's say for trying a real bad stride in or it tripped or it maybe had a second look at a fence it's then got to go down a line where it's going to be off every single fucking thing and that's fine if you've got like three fences or which is what you'd have in the ring you know it has to get used to dealing with that but for me like when it's kind of like eight endless yeah yeah then I just think what the fuck's that about I also think it's hard like if you've got a really orthodox jumper that's super balanced and has a super regular canter like jumping those big long grids it probably feels amazing those horses that can keep their center of gravity back and just land and wait and hold, land and wait and hold, that's fine. But you know what? Lots of horses can't. And I just think, how long can a horse compress its energy mm-hmm. and keep it together? Like, as you say, there's going to be an awful lot of horses that get halfway down that and then mentally and physically just pass what they can do. Yeah. Um, so I think you do have to break it. I'm the same as yourself. I like short and sweet. I really do. And also, I mean, I don't, I have a small arena. Yeah. I'd like an arena that fitted a components of a of a grid. That'd be cool. 100%. So I could not not then put that grid in there. That'd be right. <laughs> I'm literally the same. Yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, no, I'm not. I I don't think I have anything particularly any idiosyncrasy. Um. 
I'm fairly straight laced that way. Not not a bit boring. Okay, so our next one, this is we'll just do a bit of a quick one because this was supposed to go in last week's and I said oh I said I really like yeah, I'll definitely include that and promptly forgot. So um this was from Polly, eventing Noah. And she said um, she would love to hear about what we look for in young horses and how important we find confirmation in making a decision. So my thing, I'll just literally do it really quick, was just one thing I've learned from going to look at these ones. Previously, I would have always been super impressed by like photos or videos, and I'd have been quite happy to buy a young one off that. But you know what? I think as meeting them has made such a difference because you can learn an insane amount about them in like 10 minutes both the ones that that we've got I went looking for something and I feel like I I really saw that in them like I wanted them to be very brave but where the ones that maybe Carla's chosen are sharper because that's what she is happy with she just wants yeah she exactly wants one, yeah. she wants like super super reactive and real big jump and I was prepared to compromise a bit of jump to have something For, that was on the job yeah exactly you know gonna and something that looked maybe like it's a bit bold so it'll take a miss it'll you know it won't be kind of overly careful where careful. if I missed yeah. it it's going to lose its mind. So yeah, that's something that I've really learned. Like I, now when I, and also when I see photographs of them, I'll kind of think that's one jump out of how many. It's like like an x-ray. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather go um, and have eyes on them and just see that they're a nice person. Because basically for me as an amateur, trainability, rideability, Yes, they need to be able to do the job I want, but they need to be able to let me ride them. There's no yeah. good having to have a trainer ride them for me. Um, no. So that that's for me is the most important. Confirmation, I'm not going to lie, this time I went out and I was quite picky. I have bought horses with very, well, with basically fucking shit confirmation. Like it's, you know, I've, I've said lots of times, Manny probably couldn't be worse put together if he tried. Um and he does the job and he's still doing the job. But if you're going out and you're buying a young one and you're spending like your hard earned money, why not give yourself a chance of keeping them as sound as you can for as long as you can? So for me, yeah, with these two, I turned down quite a lot just on the reason. Sorry, sorry just no. yeah, just on like I didn't want them too upright. Um like I didn't want them, I didn't want their necks set on in a way that's going to make them harder for me to keep in balance. Um, they needed to have decent feet, just kind of ba- like basics, really. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I laughed when you asked that question was because I'm a bit different, I suppose, in a lot of ways, because my number one criteria is they're fucking cheap. I haven't got any money, so I can't afford to buy a nice horse. That's why I laughed when she's like, what do you look for? It's like small price tag. Um. <laughs> I agree like I I'm again when I'm buying like I'm, I'm these are really small money horses so for me like I'm never I'm not going to get what I'm not going to get a really well-made put together perfect situation a couple of them that I've bought haven't had passports even 
um so this you know um like what what you buy is something so raw like they're wild mustangs without books not chip you know what i mean like that yeah. <laughs> rita rita has a really really good confirmation um and when i went to buy those two i went to buy her i didn't know anything about molly until i met rita uh, and the alsatian <laughs> and um when i walked out into the field like rita is very nice but you know she's she's just is what she is like she's I love her to bits I really do but for the confirmation she has she doesn't move like you think she will she doesn't yeah. jump like you think she will she's great and I adore her and I would not hear a bad word said about her whereas Molly Molly's Molly has super confirmation but she's got not doesn't have very good hocks does not have very good hocks that's you know and I just she was so nice I wasn't gonna leave her behind and I just thought fuck it um I've had horses in the past that have had great confirmation have been an absolute disaster. I've had horses in the past or even currently actually that have terrible confirmation and I just kind of like, 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 bit like Manny, just get it done. Ideally, I want to see, like I have to compromise on locks and I'm buying for very small money. Um, so I don't mind splints. I don't mind false curbs. I don't mind scars. I don't want to see soft splints. tissue injuries. Yeah I, don't see, injuries yeah, I don't want to see soft tissue injuries. Like obviously tendons, ligaments, that kind of thing. Obviously, that's a major no. We wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. I don't really mind if they're long or short. I don't. I'm not too concerned. I prefer they did had better hocks than Molly. Reasonably straight. I don't like a long pasture. Yeah, no, definitely I wouldn't buy a horse. Wouldn't buy a horse long pastures. Um, but equally, I don't like them really upright either. But I think that's because we bought one who is was is still the best mare I've ever had but was really upright and got navicular and we lost her really young. So I think that's... Yeah. So yes, I'm, I'm not... I, like, I, I want a nice type of horse as, as close as I can get for what I've got available to me. Like, I wouldn't buy something with horrendous confirmation right enough. I, I'm i not that bothered about how they how they move. Particularly, I don't really care if they don't have a good trot. I like to see a good canter, an athletic walk if possible. Yes, I'm, I'm not too picky, but equally to be honest with the problems that I've had with some of the horses I've bought using this I haven't got any money so I'll just have to take what's going format I probably could have bought myself a really smart horse so oh, you live and learn snap. Don't you? like so much snap yeah um, you live and learn okay so um this next one this one is it's quite a heavy one okay but like I felt that when she messaged me this I just thought it's something that I really have felt and struggled with. And I'm sure a lot of us will have. Um, so this came, oh, I can't find who it came from. Okay. Um, she said, my husband is non-horsey. Well, until he met me, we've been together five years. And in that time, we've bought a horse, a float, property, and we're getting the sand arena put in. He earns a lot more than me. And I'm conscious of that, though he never says anything. My question is, how do you justify doing something expensive and time-consuming when your partner isn't interested in? Partner isn't interested. My man will help feed and pat them, but has no interest in attending shows. I feel incredibly selfish and guilty about the amount of time, money, and energy I spend on my hobby. Do you ever feel like this? <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, like, before I had Charlie, I was dealing quite a lot of horses and um, that was fine because I had my own income and I used to ride race horses and stuff as well. And, you know, like I was at something all the time, tipping away and had a few quid coming in 
covering my costs and after I had Charlie obviously that that all got very different the nature of our business we've a haulage business and the nature of our business is very sporadic you know you could think on a Monday morning that now it'd be around all week and by 10 o'clock on Monday morning he's gone till the following Friday and he is able to get out of bed in the morning and just leave he just can leave and do whatever he wants to do go wherever yeah. he wants to go I am calving cows two-thirds of the year managing the child doing the horses taking care of the bank the house all that kind of shit I hate being a housewife just to fucking clear it really doesn't sit well with me not no disrespect to housewives absolutely none but to me it feels like something I should be doing anyway mm. um, and I should be working and after I had charity, I had to close the yard. I couldn't take in deliveries and stuff anymore. I just couldn't get everything done because now I was away so much. Um, and I struggled between two things. One was I have these horses and I, I, I'm I, not free to go out and earn my own wage to pay my for my own horses. And it just doesn't sit right with me that someone else should pick up that bill. They're my horses. And like that, my husband has, if he never saw a horse again, he'd be happy. You know, he's not interested. He never says anything like that. He's very, he doesn't go to shows he doesn't come training. He asks every day how it's going, nervously, in case it's, you know, <laughs> vet mentioned or something. But he has no interest whatsoever. And so like that, I'm spending money that he's earning to pay for something that he couldn't give two fucks about and wishes, I'm sure, wishes deep down that I didn't have. On the flip side, he, he leaves the house whenever he wants. He's free and clear of all responsibility other than getting in the truck and earning the money. Mm-hmm. I take care of absolutely everything else. And sometimes I'm not going to lie, like it's a really small thing to admit to, but I just will because I'm just being honest about it. He's driving around in, a, in an amazing luxury lorry with a fucking microwave and a fridge and a bed and it's automatic and it drives itself. And he's like driving around being like Mr. Shit Cool. <laughs> Granted, it's hard work and he has to earn them. But like, how bad? He's sitting there in the lorry chat to his mates and listen to the radio in between oh. going from one place to another. And I'm here at home, I'm pulling a cow with one hand, mopping up child sick with the other hand. There's a horse in the field going apeshit that I'm pulling shoes off and trying to kill itself. Somebody's banging on the door, the phone's ringing. I have to go to the bank and the supermarket and the fucking school. And I just am like, I find it really overwhelming. So sometimes I do feel a bit resentful. Yeah. But not so much now. I've, I've had to work hard on it. So I exist between those two states <laughs> of... Resentful well, it's and guilt. nice for you <laughs> yeah and oh my god I have to pay another vet's bill this poor man he works so hard and he hates horses and I'm ruining his life I don't have the answer the one thing I do really recommend is just keep talking like sometimes I'll say to Niall this is how I feel and even if it's really unreasonable and I know that it's ridiculous I'm just really honest with him like it's not yeah. personal against him and I'm really if I don't feel okay about something, I'll just say to him, look, you know, I'm not having a go at him. I have so much respect for him. He works so hard. This is how I feel. I think it probably isn't reasonable. I will get over whatever is upsetting me or whatever, but I just explain it to him in a really like, again, non-personal and insupportable, the amazing stuff that he does and brings to us mm-hmm. um, way so that he doesn't feel like I'm attacking him. I'm just saying I don't feel okay about this that's the only thing I can recommend is just be really transparent be really open and honest you know regularly sort of say to your partner you know you see the good things that they do and the support that they bring and, and be grateful for it but at the same time you know you can't live in a perpetual state of guilt either yeah. 
Um, I just want to say if you can hear screaming child in the background, which you probably wouldn't be able to, I'm not going to lie. I promise you. No we're, to- we're not, he's not being tortured. Yeah. He's not being tortured. I we're can not see, pulling can... his fingernails out one by one. I mean, you'd fucking think it, but he's he's trying to be fed yogurt and I think protesting about it whilst watching in the night garden um we're basically we're just winning at parenting okay so yeah you're just gonna have to imagine there's not a screaming banshee in the background as we do um so yeah I mean I read that question I was like that's my life because Mm -hmm. I feel so guilty like so Ben does come to shows with me but that makes me feel worse because he's there, yeah. not because he wants to be there. He's there to help me to drive the lorry. Like, and he's giving up his weekends. And that's why we do stayaways now, because he did get a bit fed up of doing like multiple weekends. He would rather go. But it's difficult for me because I then watch a lot of my friends who can go week in, week out. And both financially and time-wise, we cannot do that. So, like, I can do a handful a year and that's it. Like, that's... Yeah. And I have to be, you know, really, really grateful that I can do that because it's a lot of money. Like, these shows... Yeah. And... Even just the day-to-day. Even just the day-to-day, oh, though, isn't like, it? It's just insane. Bonkers. And that's obviously why I've started doing the ponies because it didn't sit well with me that he was funding a very, very expensive hobby for me. And he, he never, ever complains. And obviously he's really grateful that like I have the boys, so he doesn't need to worry about the kind of like admin, the life admin. Um, but yeah, I, I feel so guilty. And it, it's sometimes it's, it's almost, it's, I think I've spoken about it before. I've definitely spoken about it to you. It makes it worse because then sometimes I'll put more pressure on myself. So I did before I went to, I think it was Aintree. Yeah. So before Aintree, I felt like I was on a run of like really average riding, really average performance. And I was like, that's, it doesn't sit well with me that like, not only is he funding it not only is he giving up his time not only is Henry giving up his weekends not only am I dragging Seb all the way down there but I'm doing all that to be shit like I could at least be good if I'm good if they're gonna all do that um (laughs) very harsh mindset I mean I get it but I'm like dude take yourself off the hook (laughs) Jesus Christ you're not shit first and foremost but I do understand like it's why I gave up preventing even before I had Charlie, I gave up eventing. I loved eventing. I and I still do. It's just, it's, you know, top of my tree. But the, the time commitment, the training, producing the horses for three different disciplines, gone all the time during the week, gone all the time on the weekends. There was just no fucking way. And it, as I said, even buying and selling and whatnot, like it was just too much. Yeah. You know, it just was too much. And so I just was like, you know, no, because at least it showed on me and kind of pick and choose what you're doing a little bit more. Um but I really do understand that. And it is, I don't know, I don't think that many, this is going to sound really, really sexist and bitchy. And I please don't think, I mean, I don't, I just don't think guys think like we think. I don't think that they always, you know, because there's lots of guys who go out and play golf on the weekends and leave their families behind. And I'm not saying something wrong with that. I'm sure they've worked hard a week or whatever. 
but like they don't go around the golf course thinking to themselves fuck like if I, I need to be tiger woods to justify yeah. the amount of time i'm spending away from my family on the weekends do you know what i mean like yeah. shit man this 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 golf is expensive you know i don't know they, i don't think they think like that and again that's absolutely not a criticism it's just an observation yeah whereas we girls i think especially as horsey girls we have ourselves bet to death mentally before we even put foot in stirrup yeah it's really really tough um but i just you have to talk you have to be transparent like you yeah know, like I, I will something. I will say to Ben you know like this is how I'm feeling like I feel like you're doing all this for me yeah, you have to. and then we go down there and I can't even jump a clear Ben ultimately he doesn't care like whether I'm getting placed or whatever thank god and I, I guess he knows that it just it may, it's something I can't be without but I do think he would rather I had a lot less. And that is something that moving forward, like I'm in a situation I can't do anything about what I'm in right now, but moving forward, like we have kind of made a decision that it will only be two jumping horses and then something for me to produce yeah. that's going to be sold. And that will be it. Because I think he does feel a little bit that, it's overwhelmed us but that's fair enough that he kind of says that because like you're saying it's important for him to to say it's getting a bit much at the minute and I'm I agree but it's obviously it's tricky because the boys are getting older and Belinda's just retired and the two young ones we kind of have bought them while we can afford them because we can't afford them as four-year-olds um but yeah I mean it was uh, it was Flick Snakes that sent the question in. And I just, did. I don't want you to feel like that's something that you, you're maybe just feeling because that is something that I oh struggle with. Oh my God, so much. Constantly. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's lots of us. It's not just yeah. one. I wish I didn't do this sport a lot of the time because. Oh my God, same it would be so much easier and it wouldn't and I, I feel guilty even for the boys I don't want the boys to run and be like oh my yeah. mom this fucking crazy horse lady um, same as that same I'm so worried that he'll be like turn around to me when he's 12 or 14 and be like you were always busy with horses and yeah. we didn't get to xyz because like I don't feel like that's an accurate representation but it doesn't matter what I feel it matters what they what he interprets his perception yeah yeah so yeah. basically what ends up happening, because I know you'll be the same as me, is you try and be all the things all of the time. So you oh, try and so, yeah. do all the things in half term. And like, you know, and I think more so sometimes than other people, like other friends who haven't got horses, will just be kind of like, well, just chill out a bit in half term. Just let them chill out. But I feel this like, no, I have to do it all so that he knows like, we can do that. We can do this club. We can do like, you know, because I don't want you to think it's because the horses have stopped us. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I really struggle with that as well. And like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit better off now than I have been previously because the only one that's really problematic is Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them are really good. Like, so like stupid shit for me. Like if you're going to be gone all day and it's going to be nobody around, like, do I leave horses out? Do I put horses in? You know, what? Like, we've had a situation here before. The fucking Coast Guard landed a helicopter in a field with four horses in it when I was about to go out. Like, you know, that's the kind of shit you're traumatised yeah. by. But then you're like, you know, you can't 
live your life around your horse's schedules and be like oh you know no we can't do this or it's just it's you can and so I find that I'm juggling the most important thing in my life being my child Mm -hmm. to another very high priority for me is the horses and you you, you're never going to win when you're trying to juggle those two things and then like I said for me you add in you know sometimes driving the lorries I'm calving like for two-thirds of the year I'm calving cows as well and Snyder's gone and like we have a guy that comes in and helps us now which we didn't used to have so it does take pressure off me a bit that way but like I'm just never fucking finished and that's another thing that I, I it's overwhelming it is genuinely overwhelming your plate is so full and there's so much to do and you can never get it all done and it's just it's so demoralizing at times I find I feel like this is becoming therapy. I'm really sorry. This is therapy for us. Oh, therapy, yeah. Yeah, we're we're like totally doing that, yeah. But the girl who had been helping me with the horses um, from when I was like quite far on pregnant with Seb has just um, said that she's going to leave. And she was only helping me like a couple of days a week, week, but I really needed help those days. And now I'm in this like, just what am I going to do dreadful guilt of so I think in my head I might be wrong but in my head right I think that when I have like a groom they think oh it's all right for her sat in the house with her fucking feet while we're out here grafting like doing all the hard work actually I'm in the fucking house drowning in like screaming baby cleaning the house laundry like yeah exactly doing all the things yeah appointments Actually, if you Clients, said to me, yeah. you can go outside, listen to a podcast and muck out the stables, I would fucking take your hand off for it. So part it's of me is like, yeah. part of me is like, do you know what? I just need to get someone who can help me with Seb instead of someone with the horses. But then I have this overwhelming mum guilt of like, he's still very tiny. I don't want him to go to nursery. Yeah. Yet. He's too small for that. And then... And then I feel like almost like, I, so I'm picking my horses over my bit. It's just whatever way you look at life, there is fucked, fucked. Yeah, so much yeah. guilt. And that's, but I think ultimately, like what you just have to say to yourself is it's some, it's a way of life that I, I know realistically I can't be without it. So I have to try as best I can yeah, and make same. my peace with it. And I'm very, like so very, very grateful that I have a husband that allows it yeah I was the same as that Nile is amazing but like I also I there's been so many times like when Charlie was so ill and he was smaller and stuff like that and even with everything that's gone down the last few years and yeah you know, there's been so many times where I go outside and that's the reason why I can go back inside or I can carry on another day because I go outside and I dick around with the horses for yeah. a while. even if you don't get to ride if you just get to do things with them or something I just I can't be without that because I don't think I'd manage yeah. and even though they drive me to distraction and I whinge and bitch and moan about how suicidal they are all the time you know I don't lose sight of the fact that I, d- I don't ever want to have a life where they're not outside my back door um, so it is it's an it's just an impossible it's an impossible Rubik's cube that you just can't ever get it right. You can't yeah. ever get it right. And I think you just have to try and live in the camp of I'm doing my level, dead level best. You are entitled to have your horses. You are entitled to have some of the things you want from your life. You're not put on the earth to serve everybody else either. Like when you make a life with somebody in a family and a home, there's compromises all around, but you don't have to compromise the essence of yourself 
absolutely all the time either like it's okay for you to have your horse it's okay for you to go to a show it's okay for you to have a bit of your life that's your own when you're giving up so much of the rest of your life for so many other people yeah so i try and hang on to that as best i can so yeah i think we've not we'll have not answered in a way probably that helps in any way other than you're not on, <laughs> it doesn't not get on your better <laughs> with that. like it's something i think that we all deal with so okay so one last question um is from charlotte and she says um she has a question about how to resettle a horse after a move she's just moved her big rescue and her across the country and was wondering if we had any tips for settling into new yards finding new hacking routes helping horses settle without terrorizing the new yard manager there's only been one fence demolished so far um so that's a win she says my thing would be find a friend with a yeah. sensible horse who will show your horse you know hacks because to go somewhere new and expect them to go out on their own that's a massive massive ask so i think you know go on find like often on facebook they've got like a um local rider thing you know maybe put something on and just say um that you're looking for someone who will come out and have a nice steady hack with you and try and you know christ he's kicking off again um try and find someone who to body up with like yeah 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 like if you can find if there's a quiet quiet horse in the yard like if you, if you can paddock up, up a field and maybe put the quiet horse in beside your horse yeah and the other thing as well is like when you're starting turnout it can be helpful for the horse to be a little bit tired so like mm -hmm. if you can get a little bit of work into the horse um i'm not saying you should like force it to do grand prix dressage for three hours i'm just saying you know like get them out lunging lose schooling just get them it's out moving get them out going <laughs> yeah, yeah five by long grid some pole exercises um but just you know have him doing so you don't necessarily not necessarily concentrated demanding work but just moving so that he's out and letting off steam and looking around and um <laughs> we've been joined i'm really sorry we've I'm, been joined. i know i'm delighted look at him he's so beautiful by seb who he's the best really... co-host he's the he's the ultimate <laughs> co-host he was being really pesky for ben so he has joined us um so cute and is sitting rifling through some papers in a, like he's a newsreader or something so you i'm know, really sorry the, the gonna audio there. is going to be dreadful but um he was booting he's going to be doing so. the nine o'clock news in no time um yeah so just try and find an anchor for the horse i suppose is what i'm saying either yeah. you know a steady other horse keep him up keep him moving as best you can try and keep the energy level down a bit try and keep everything as consistent as possible from the beginning so that he gets to get used to a new routine but yeah, as much consistent. as possible bring like what you've always done with him and all the things he's used yeah, yeah, to yeah. with him um, but yeah i mean he should you know you're still there and you're kind of like his source of comfort like, comfort yeah. so you're still there so that's that's a big thing um and i think you know maybe just try and look at little things like you know when like we talked about last episode i think it was when mint came and he just didn't seem that settled. And I do appreciate, obviously, it's harder when you're on a livery yard or something, but actually then moving his stable made a massive difference. It can just be sometimes a tiny little tweak. Maybe, like, they're not getting on in the field, they're being a bit bullied or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
sometimes just a little tweak might make a big difference to a horse yeah it's it's difficult it's a difficult situation but just small steps that's all you can do Right, so we are going to move on to our wanker of the week. I didn't actually have one. I think basically because all I've done is been vomited on. Um, mm, so I did yeah. one from my last, from my lesson before, the one I've just had. Um, so Carla set up an exercise. I was try- I was like trying to think of a good way to describe it. I'm shit with describing things. We've established <laughs> this. Um, it was like a bounce. So two very low, like um, maybe say 60 centimeter bounce on a curving line so you did the two kind of on a circle then you came down the long side jumped a slightly bigger vertical maybe like 90 80 90 turned kind of came round the bottom end of the arena and turned and then basically the same like two little bounces and then you came back and did the first two again so badly described but I can't no 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 it's it's no I have an exercise like that too it's one of the Luciana Diniz ones it's a trotting poles cantering poles bounces exercise and it's exactly like that that's exactly the shape of it I know I know exactly what you mean um that's good so yeah, we do it with Manny because he's very rigid in his body like and he doesn't like to change although he's, he's learned them like so anyway anything that we can do to keep him kind of supple and changing his weight and changing his um like direction and canter is what we what we'll use with him so Carla set this exercise up and I proceeded to come at this very strong curving line like I was riding a ruler and so I did I can't it. do them Katie I can't do anything on a bending line like like a proper like a dog leg yes but those exercises on a curve I, I can't do it I can't do it no anyway, sorry for interrupting you but I just wanted to make you feel better I can't do them well, because she's spent the oh god, he's eating paper. He's like a goat. Jesus, he's eating half the wanker of the week. Don't chew. That's not good. Now he's cross with me because I won't let him eat it. Stop it. Um, this is ridiculous <laughs> behaviour. Oh my god, we're like the best advertisement for it. Do you want to know what parenting is really like? We <laughs> actually should be getting paid for this. Of a we should be getting. <laughs> but no, but like we're, this is it. This is the proper what's mm. not what's parenting like. That they don't tell anybody in the um in the he's books. trying to claw it back now because I've moved it out of his way. Um yeah, so I came at it like uh, you know, a ruler, and um Carla said, What what's happening there? Because can you not ride that on a bend? Because it's like it's a bend. And I said, But you like me to go straight. You all say straight, this is important. <laughs> She said, well, straightness is important, but if you're on a curve, you can't go straight, can you? And I was like, well, I don't know about that because I thought that was very good. And like, honestly, the look on her face was just like, why do I have to deal with this fuckery from her? <laughs> I, I, you're not wrong. Um, on the straightness sorry you're not wrong and also I as I said I can't do I initially that the Luciano didn't it could be the same exercise but Luciano did his version of that that I built in my sand arena uh, we had raised trot what did we have raised trot, oh no can, canterpoles like that bounce canterpoles on a on a fan and I had to change it I had to change the trot I couldn't fucking do it 
I, I left it as counterpoles, I think, on the ground or whatever, but I, I couldn't do it. I cannot ride. It's hard, yeah. It feels wrong, ride. doesn't it? But I yeah, do it. I, don't, I think I've, I've what annoyed him more, well, not annoyed, what frustrates him more. With your very genuine impertinence. Exactly. Going... <laughs> with the fact that, like, it wasn't a mistake. I was like, no, 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 I very much meant to do that. Like, I see that is a bending line and I, and I show you that I can do it straight. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. I, um, as I said, I don't see what you did wrong there. Uh, out of all the sympathies with the trying to corner, I can, I just, I can't corner around over poles. Just can't do it. Um, yeah. So what's yours? I, uh, my wanker of the week is really short and sweet. As I've already mentioned, it's my sat nav. It's my sat nav. What the fuck? I went off on some kind of Wild West adventure. <laughs> to basically Mars. So um, I haven't really had any, any other majorly wankery moments that I can talk about on air. So yeah, it's just my sat-nav. Um, I'll post some pictures on the social media of the scenery that I found myself trapped, lost in last weekend. Jesus, we're having another current wanker of the week because Ben's taken Seb because Seb disconnected the microphone. So I realised I actually couldn't co-host with Seb. He wasn't a suitable co-host. Well, he was quite good for a while, though. He was suitable he was. for a while. Be fair, be fair, be charitable. He's now strongly protesting his removal of well, being he may, Perhaps he has a career in broadcasting. Uh, well, he seems to think he does. So um, I will quickly finish um, with our Wanker of the Week, which um, came from Mari Wilson... Um, oh, hang on. and uh, it it tickles me because she sent one in before um, but so she sent this in and I was like do you just really like our rosettes or something because I feel like you are going <laughs> over and above at this point I feel like you have got obviously like some sort of a passion for sparkly rosettes and are prepared to stop at pretty much fucking nothing to get your hands on them one. Um, so she said, this is a complete health and safety no-go. I would strongly agree. Sounds like daily life around here. We have a big barn for the stables and hay. So the roof is about 25 to 30 foot. We have large lights on the inside and outside and one of them had broken. So me being the bob of the farm got a new light and decided I would change it myself and not pay for an electrician. So. (laughs) Oh no. Other half put a metal scrap bin on the front of a telehandler, ratchet strapped it so it was nice and safe. <laughs> um, in she got. <laughs> According to who? <laughs> <laughs> and up, up in the air she went. What he failed to mention is that there was also scrap metal in the metal bin. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know that there was any point in mentioning that because you you've already fairly spectacularly failed to really value put much value on your own life so i think at this point really yeah. an extra little bit of danger um we had turned the mains off by this point <laughs> thank fuck um Bobby, good 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 <laughs> be safe you know better safe than sorry and yeah, she was changing did you have your high vis on <laughs> she was changing the light all was done, and they decided they would test the light before they got her down. 
Um, so imagine being 30 foot in the air in a metal bin with scrap metal while your other half goes back to the house to put the mains on. What a stupid thing to do. I was just stood in the bin thinking, I better wire this upright or I'm going to look frazzled or dead. So, I mean, that's a new fucking level, isn't it, for Rosette? Jesus Christ, like... Did, did everything go okay? She said, thankfully, she had done it right. She said, to top it off, last week I was putting new bathroom lights in and I got stuck in the loft, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> what the fuck? Stop with the hype for hire. Um, but did the barn think like when he turned when yeah. he turned on on the mains did was it okay there was nothing crispy or electric-y or curly no I mean it's all good but okay I, well I that's think a good that's end to potentially the story. more good luck than good management I I really have to agree with that sometimes luck is better than judgment but I don't know on this case on this occasion <laughs> all I can say is listener I'm very glad that you're alive um and possibly don't go for a repeat or any attempt at betterment uh, on this particular exercise. To be honest, if you want rosettes um, that much, I'd rather send you on than you scale 30 foot in a metal bin to play with electricity. I mean, genuinely, I'll just send you a rosette rather than you do that. Yeah, I think so. Like it's, you know, it's, 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 only, it's the right thing to do, Katie. It's the right thing to do. Um, I'm glad that she's okay, but I, I, I'm send in the loft story. You can't like leave us on the hook like that now. No. Like if that's yeah, no more. If, if that's where this is going, if you're going to be a regular feature, then we're going to need regular updates. So yeah. he is. We said don't do it again, and Chris is like, do it again and send us them. But I mean, you've already done the loft <laughs> thing, so you might if as well send us that. Again. Yeah, you might as well tell us that. Don't just leave us hanging, like yeah. <laughs> I'll just start oh, sending her like alive. a bulk pack of rosettes at a time. And I'll be like, for sure you're going to do something else. Like, so here, here's five. <laughs> just, just send me a few when you, when you do them. <laughs> when I was just very first going out with Niall, he was cleaning gutters, standing in the, in the metal bucket of the teleporter, cleaning <laughs> gutters with his father at the wheel, which is, I love my father-in-law, but alarming, believe me. Um, and he was out there, there was a fucking thunderstorm lightning was happening and I was like shrieking out the get out get down you're going to be fried no I have to clean this gutter and I'm like this thing shouldn't be terminal exercises but maybe it's a thing maybe it's a thing have telehandler will do insane things yeah maybe telehandler owners are worse than horse owners I don't know I don't have to go that far (laughs) all right so we're gonna leave it there because my child's having a nervous breakdown um and probably so is ben and questioning his life choices so um we will talk to you next time please in the meantime send us questions stories funny anything and leave us five star reviews we would love that and um follow us on book off banter on the on instagram and facebook and message us at book of banter no to book of banter at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time bye <laughs> bye